Good morning, Edward Cobble. Annie, good morning. <laughs> Boy, that countdown really gets your goat, doesn't it? You don't we like are, that it counts down. Uh, oh, no. It's just a string of little soft dad obscenities right as it starts to happen. <laughs> oh, well, with this, this car never. It never makes me so happy Shovel this. No. Oh, um, gosh, that's so listen, funny. Listen, before we go any further, I have a sure. programming note. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. I'm making bread right now. Uh, I mistimed it drastically. I got 15 minutes left on a timer. So what's mm-hmm. going to happen is Alexa is going to beep in 15 minutes. We won't hear it, I don't think, but Eve is going to hear it. Eve is then going to, I have told her she can interrupt the show. She can run in and I'm going to just leave the show for a second. And maybe that's when we'll talk about some of our favorite sponsors. Maybe, but if you're in the middle of like real deep whatever, I just need you to know. Keep going. I can't burn this bread, and I'm going to tell you, hey, I'll be right back, and you know what's what going on. is this bread that you're making? What's the flavor? I know you've you've really upped your game from a basic sourdough to lots of varieties. Well, first of all, basic sourdough, very important. It takes a long time. Yeah, there's nothing out. basic about basic sourdough. No, 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 but I'm saying even it's just a white bread. Like, I thought, like, oh, I'll just make a sourdough tomorrow. I'm like, oh, starter, and the starter takes a week, and yeah, then you right. got to... So I have... Uh, sourdough. So tonight, very simple recipe. I will post it because people will ask. It is just bagel bread. So it just tastes like an everything bagel. It's just white y- bread. Y'all with are a bunch on of- that one, huh? Y'all have been making that one a lot. That's like a go-to because it's so good for our tonight. We're doing breakfast for dinner and like oh, having a little like gosh. spread avocado on top of that bagel bread with a little like pepper and like a little maybe a, like over easy egg on the side or on top of it. Bye. Wait, okay, breakfast for dinner. Okay, well, I have two. I have two Kaufoltz dinner questions. Oh, we love food. Give it to us. One. Yes. Uh, when do you know what y'all are eating all week? Meaning, do y'all have like a Sunday night yes. where? Yes. Tell me. It's, tell me the process of meal planning in the Kaufoltz house. It's a. It varies a little bit, but somewhere around the end of the week, and so it happened this morning over the breakfast table. It was okay. What does what do people want for breakfast, or people? What do people want for dinner next week? And Brienne opens up her planner, and we all start. Oh, chatting. y'all do it during the weekday of the week before. Yeah, because usually Wowie the shopping zowie. happens at some point Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow! 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 Okay. Because we're trying wow. to keep Sunday like kind of not completely sure. full You're of errands. Sure. So it's like we'll vacuum on Sunday, but as other than that, I don't want to go to. That's all awesome. For an hour. Yeah. So pa- plan out the week. And so tonight is breakfast for dinner. And I love breakfast for dinner so much. I, I, here's the thing that blows my mind. I'm ready. No one has ever gushed about dinner for breakfast. But we can't, as a world, we can't shut up about breakfast for dinner. It's the best. Okay. Have we talked about this on the show? About I'm India? sure we have, but I can't remember it, which means we're, we're real friends. Back. And we we're can, looping back. Who, yes. And I don't care. We're on, we're, we've done this over 100 times in the last year. <laughs> a lot of places in the world don't have like a different meal plan for breakfast. No, I have talked about this. You have so talked I'm going to keep this quick. Yes. So like in India, I went there for breakfast. It's just food. It's just like, hey, what'd you get for dinner? I loved it. But the fact that we have an entirely different palate for breakfast and yeah, dinner yeah. is not necessarily an American thing, but it is not. But breakfast for dinner, you just realize somewhere inside you're like, isn't breakfast just the best food? Yeah. Like breakfast breakfast for dinner is step one. I think breakfast for food. It's just, this yeah. is American cuisine now. We just eat breakfast. So when you, oh, that, oh, that brings me to something else. So when y'all plan, like last Thursday or Friday or Saturday, yeah. everybody's sitting around, Bree's got her planner open, yep. and cutie, cute Lucy says, how about breakfast for dinner next week? And cute Edward. 
Yes. Oh, um, it was you too. You had a vote in that. Like, like we did, all. Does, all and in. then does someone else go? I'd really love spaghetti. I'd really love tacos. Yes. And Bree's yes. just listing them, or does is it more like Bree says? Okay, so next week I'm leaning towards like ground beef. So tacos. Kinda. It's a lot of this has to do, especially in this point in our life, with the time it takes to make the meal and the general adoption of that meal into our family. So, uh, taco soup got a recent recipe for that recently. It takes basically no time and then you just put it in a crock pot and go it is that's literally gonna, dump and go yeah and that's going to be a monday night thing because nobody has time everybody's kind of done and we just need to eat so like the meal plan is actually dictated a lot more by like i had a little time today i'm gonna be home all day i can make bread i want to make bread for the breakfast dinner so it's dictated by time and then it's also uh brianne is really good about finding interesting new recipes from i don't know Pinterest and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so kind of works those in and trying to expand the palette. And then, yeah, we all just kind of throw in, I think what everybody family does, just kind of throw in their ideas and things they've been looking forward to and things they've wanted. I think somebody... Now, you cannot know that every family does that. No, I don't think every, but I think a lot of families do that. Like, it's just sort of like, well, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's handed to them. You yeah, I don't ever remember. Growing up with Mr. and Miss F. Downs, I, I definitely do not recall ever having any pre-knowledge of what was for dinner ever yeah i guess we didn't either Hmm. yeah i guess we might be right but yeah i know but i also we had way less options as a kid i think for me yeah my house it was going to be one of five for me in my house we were eating tacos yeah it was going to be a couple of different things we are all over the map yeah so that's the story of planning breakfast for dinner. Tonight. What is your breakfast for dinner tonight? So fresh bread, avocado toast, over easy yeah. eggs. Is anybody, is this a waffle maker get out kind of night? Or is that no, like Christmas Eve? We're not opposed to that, but that's not tonight. Tonight yeah. is sort of like anything that you want that can be made with bread, egg, cheese, avocado. So if you want a sandwich with like a little bit of like oh, bacon on it, we'll do like a breakfast sandwich. Because it's all sort of the same couple of ingredients. So we'll Certainly. do a like... Is a grilled order. cheese on the table? Is there a, is there a chance where someone could say grilled cheese? Typically, that wouldn't be a breakfast thing. But I mean, if Lucy no, it wouldn't. But Eve... I'm just working my way through the ingredients yeah, and getting I'd creative a... for myself for dinner tonight. Yeah, I'd make a grilled cheese with it, okay. no problem. Okay, I, grilled thanks. cheese on bagel bread could be real good. Grilled cheese on sourdough bread, goodbye. See, to me, it's a little holy. Yes, grilled cheese on real old school white bread. Bye. Yep. Oh, 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 yeah. Like good, like a good wonder bread. Don't even mess around. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, hey, Eve. All right, be back. <gasps> the bread is coming out of the oven. This is the moment that Eddie promised us we would have, that the everything bread, I can say whatever I want right now, because Eddie's just gone. But I, I won't. I'll just enjoy the fact that Eddie's getting fresh bread out of the oven. I hope he's not burning himself. <laughs> Two sets of footprints. <laughs> oh, that's that when you. That's when you carried me. Can you that's tell me what right. I just missed in the last minute? I just said I wish. I hope you didn't get burned. Ooh, that French. The just uh, locker set thing. I got. I have torched my hands a couple times on. Really? It. Well, okay. Wait. 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 You're making your bread in a la crusette. You're not doing it just straight in the oven. Uh, n- great. Yeah. Uh, what's what separates us from the animals, Annie? Right, <laughs> yeah. right, 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 what, right. What I'm what? gonna go straight into the oven? Okay, bye. Right, right, right. I, I'm telling you, I'm so deeply impressed with y'all's bread breading. Well, 
I've got this was a thing. I got a I got the locker set for my birthday. This and year uh, or 2020. This year. 40, yeah. The big four one. Yeah. And I got it because I really like to make Indian food and that requires a lot of stewing and soups and things like that. Uh-huh. But then I was like, oh, people make a bunch of bread in it. And I made the first one and it's like lights out. It's so good. Really? You can make bad bread really good in a locker set. Or <laughs> any Dutch oven. You get it every anybody who's listening, just you can get a Dutch oven, yeah. make the same That's exact a reverse bread. sponsorship of Lake Reset. We absolutely believe in them. And I I love Ooh, mine. I, I I mean, they clean so easily when you make oh. a stew. And the heat is so perfectly even. Oh, it's gosh. nuts. I know. You can because our oven is just like old and janky. Yeah. And it's like the heat inside of it is perfect. And the oh, bread, that's like, interesting. I'm hearing this for the first time as you're teaching me. Yes. When you put a Le Creuset in the oven with bread on the inside, you're actually just creating a better temperatured tiny oven. Very stable internal temperature. Fascinating. Now you heat up. You heat up the Dutch oven first, right? I've never made bread in the Dutch oven, so I. But I'm hearing uh, that that's what you're oh, telling right, me to do. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the general, like, you put it in and it warms yeah. up the oven. And, like, sometimes with a high-temperature bread, like a sourdough, you're going to do, like, 500 degrees, and it's going to sit in there empty for with oil? an hour. No, 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 no oil. Pure empty. Like, empty. It sits in there for wow, an hour. And so that wow. thing is smoking hot. So that when you put the bread in and then you close the top, it is a even perfect 500 yeah. that just keeps it at a great temperature. I have such a disappointing relationship with bread. I love I know, it buddy. so much, and it makes I me know. feel so bad. And it is very disappointing. I want to make and eat bread constantly. I know. I have a half a mind to bring you the next time I see you, right. depending on how quick the travel is, like to bring you a bread that you yeah. would enjoy that is from our that that we make. Yeah, it's worth it. That's the good thing is I can't I can eat it. It doesn't send me into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, I it just, just is. It just turns me into a different kind of person for a bit. No, I don't want that. I want you to be able to just eat it, do what the rest of us do, which is like, <laughs> oh, it's for dinner, and half the loaf will be gone within uh, the next two hours because yeah. you just you take a bite and it's warm. So, will you eat some at lunch too, or is there a real um, protection over dinner bread? <laughs> no, no, no. Bread that I make is out on the. It is out on the. The thing, the little cutting board with the knife next to it, go for it. Fresh bread. Even right now, you pulled it out, you set it there. They can be slicing and dicing and slathering with butter. Okay, since we're doing this, they know not to touch it while it's sitting sideways because bread typically will cool nicely and a little bit more evenly if you sit it up sideways. So just now, I just put it up and it's sitting. How Do you have something leaning on it like a leprechaun trap? That's what I'm picturing is a little stick holding it up. It is a leprechaun trap that if your hands, those little <laughs> tiny baby hands get close to it, bye, hot bread on your hands. Should have known better, Lucy and Eve. Yeah, so it's Brie. a leprechaun trap. Brie Anne. <laughs> Brie Anne. Or me in 20 minutes when so I'm like, it's it probably cool on? enough. It's just leaning on the, like, um, they have a little bread box there. And so I just, it's uh. on a cooling rack, but just kind of propped up gently. And it'll sit there and cool. The cool then escapes through the side and it has a nicer. Uh, and then it stays it crusty on the bottom. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. Oof. And then it's, then in an hour, it is all hands on deck. All yeah. you got to do for tonight is leave enough to make sandwiches for people. So. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So it can be, as long as you, as long as there's half a loaf left tonight, we're good. Right. Right. Which was an early problem for me because I'm making a loaf a day at the at, sure. it's, it's early, early sure. February when I first got this. And you're like, I'm eating a whole loaf of bread every other day. And <laughs> while I'm able to do that and there's no shame in that, I'm going to make a choice just to make less bread because what I can't do is 
exhibit the self-control needed to just have lovely homemade bread in the house. So yeah. I need to just not have that. There's just certain things that are like, no, 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 you yeah. just, I can't be around you. That's funny. So, um, okay. So you have things on your list and we have A&E, ask A-E, keep talking questions. What would you like to lead with? I have one thing on my list, but I think it's, it's, we need to save it till Tuesday. Well, I have a couple quick things. Sure. One, uh, you have told me behind the scenes that Jennifer Garner was a monster. Can oh you my tell gosh. me more about that? <laughs> Just tell me real quick. What was it like meeting Jennifer Garner? She this seems is, so lovely. She's so lovely. This is perfect. Let's do a let's do a segment called Other Things You Should Be Listening To. Oh, I'm into that. Um, and you're bringing my episode with Jennifer Garner, which I appreciate. Here's what, Eddie. I was so nervous. And she was yeah. exactly who you want her to be. She was perfect and kind Great. and... And, and engaged and paying attention and was so lovely. And yes. I, yeah, I could not have been more impressed that she was who any of us who've watched her for years would hope she would be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just, and she just popped on and you just chatted for a while. Was there any very like- very different. It's, oh, yeah, um, I've never done a press junket oh, as that was. got it. Yes. Like, okay, Notting Hill. Yes. Are you with me? Did you ever watch Notting Hill? Yeah. I know you did. Yeah, I know. What kind you did. of animal? Yeah. I mean, yes, I watched Notting Hill. No one was it you and I texting? No, it was me and Bree texting. <laughs> I was saying that Notting Hill is something that our age of people is very familiar with. And yeah, I said to Bree, we're the de- we are the generation that will probably not understand Bitcoin, but we have a lot of thoughts about Polly Shore <laughs> at MTV Spring Break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every guy I know has watched Gladiator and Braveheart and can quote it pretty consistently. And most women that I know. But certainly it was like boy currency of middle school. That's right. That's right. Is Gladiator. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. There's just a few things. And so Notting Hill is one of those things that if you are under, if you're in kind of the 30 to 40 range right now. Uh Uh-huh. We all we all know the reference you're about to make. We all know, right? So, horse and hound. Hugh Hugh Grant is accidentally gets <laughs> looped into a press junket where all the actors are uh, for this movie are sitting in different hotel rooms, and the interviewers move from hotel room to hotel room. Yes. And in these ye days of COVID, what happens instead of that is Jennifer Garner is in a hotel room, and yes. we are all in Zoom waiting rooms. Yes. And they bring us in one at a time for our allotted amount of time. Right. And so that is that is so how it happened. I sat in a green in, room. There she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You pop in and then all of a sudden you're like, I am literally looking right back at Jennifer Garner and she's looking right back at me. Okay. So here's what's interesting about that, though, is for as maybe it was a press junket and she had obviously had conversations before and after. She didn't sound. You can usually tell pre- press junket interviews. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She did not. She was like very present. She's just that good. She's, well, I, think she's I just wish like, she's like a real deal, right? Like she's just yes. like a lovely person. It was just yes. like, oh, here's a new person I'd like to meet. Her name mm-hmm. is Annie. We're going to actually get to know each other. Uh, yes, maybe. I hope <laughs> that that's what I would like to believe. But also, I just think she's that lovely and that kind and that professional. Because mm. I watched about four other interviews she did from Jimmy Fallon to Jen Hatmaker. Personal and friend, she yeah. was the same person in all of them. Well, that's what you hope for. Totally. Is... But she knows Jimmy Fallon. And she did not know me. And so beyond yeah. what... I mean, when we hung up, the last thing I saw her do before I hit exit is look down at a piece of paper next to her. Right. And who so was she... coming next. And so right. she's a professional. And yeah, I was. I, I could not have been more impressed. She was so lovely. 
Well, it was neat that she was on the show. That was a Thanks. good one. You know, because you ha- you post these things now where the guest picture pops up. Yep. And I'm like, well, look yeah. at you. Look who you squad casting with I know, or whatever. I know. That's fun. It's a fun part of the COVID life as far as you still get to take a picture now because we're recording everything where we see each other too, except you and I, just to be clear to everyone. You and, and I are not, very anti seeing each other while we're recording. I could be seen now because I have a hard meeting. At, not a hard. The meeting's not hard, but I have like a hard out and I'm meeting right away. So I have to be yes. like Zoom ready. But typically, no, we don't. Meanwhile, I'm that. getting on a plane in two hours and woke up an hour late. And so I look like nothing. You're just going well. Yeah, yeah I am in big, big trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> You're doing fine. You're going to um, catch that flight. Okay. The thing I'd like you to talk about in this segment is something that's important to both of us. This, Mm -hmm. what's going on in, for our Asian American friends in the U.S., what's going on Mm -hmm. with gun control. And y'all had such a good new activist episode released this week. Oh, thank you for saying that. So we had a, thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening to it and saying that. I, we had a, uh, another show scheduled for this week, which will come out. Um, but in the wake of everything that happened in, I mean, at this point, by the time the edit show was edited and released, it had only been Georgia. And it wasn't Georgia mm-hmm. and also Boulder. Um, yeah. But in the light of what happened in Georgia, I was like, what? There's, we got to talk about this. But then I felt very strongly in myself. I was like, I'm not the person. Sometimes I'm the person to ask mm-hmm. the questions because mm-hmm. I feel like I've got the right curiosity. Uh, but this one was like, I don't know, even know what to ask. And so... Mm-hmm. One of my very best friends in the world, um, Richard Lee, also happens to host a great podcast called The Pursuit with Richard Lee. And mm-hmm. I said, like, hey, man, like he is also Asian-American. And he and I have he and I were on the phone like the day after. And I'm yeah. he's that one friend where he has given me permission to be like, I will be that person for you. Go ahead and ask. And yeah. we've had those conversations. And it's good to have, but also like I didn't want to call and burden people. Mm-hmm. So I asked him and we're just chatting about things. And I said, can you just do this conversation? Can can we just steal from the pursuit? And like, just can we air a conversation you would find helpful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the new activist? And so that's what we did. And so he spoke with Julie One and she is super smart, super great. But she is yeah. also running in for city council in New York in a very influential big like she's a name you're going to hear mm-hmm. but she is also Korean American and she would be she would be the first Korean American council member uh for that district and she is one of the few people that would be a naturalized citizen and so yeah. her story of her family and their coming to America and then the question, questions that Richard asked were like this was a podcast for me so yeah, yeah. anyhow yeah it was it is hard to know even just sitting here with you what to say other than I have found myself in desperate need of listening because there, there are a lot of blind spots that I find that I have a need to understand both mm-hmm. about this and also about understanding uh, what I believe is the need for uh, significantly stronger gun control. And I know that yeah. people will disagree with that and I understand, but uh, I got to be listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very thankful that the way you took on this conversation for us so we can listen on new activists. So I would yeah. encourage people to go listen to that. Hey, friends, just interrupting the show for just a second. You're going to want to hear about our newest partner of the podcast, Chime. Listen, we all want our bank accounts to work for us, not against us. I feel like that's in a worship song somewhere, but that's beside the point. My hands are up. Chime is an 
Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees or monthly minimums. After all, you worked hard for that money. You deserve to keep it and know exactly what is going in and out of your account. No surprises. One feature that we all needed at one point in our life was when the math didn't quite add up, and that is Chime's fee-free overdraft up to $100 on debit purchases with SpotMe. That's one word, SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but much better. You can even get your paycheck, tax return, benefits, and more up to two days earlier with direct deposit. Payday just got a little bit more exciting. Remember, when there aren't any hidden fees or monthly minimums, plus there are 38,000 fee-free ATMs with Money Pass and Visa Pass allowance. You can turn on alerts to let you know when your card is being used and instantly block your card if something seems wrong. When you sign up for a Chime spending account, you can enroll in an optional savings account that grows your savings automatically with a 0.50% annual percentage yield. That's 10 times the national average, y'all. Join the millions on Chime. Sign ups take just two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Apply now at Chime.com slash Annie and Eddie. That's Chime.com slash Annie and Eddie. Hey, Lucy girl, take it away. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $100 by Chime. Early direct deposit depends on the payer. Out of network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to Chime.com slash for details. And we love telling you about our friends over at BetterHelp. You guys, what is interfering with your health and your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's really convenient. Y'all know this. It's not self-help. It's not a crisis hotline, but it is professional counseling, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours and send a message to your counselor anytime. You know, I've talked openly for the last like month that yeah. I I used BetterHelp and used the full service. I mean, just like just went on and started, and it has been absolutely life changing for me. Like I was in a spot that I needed counseling, and also I needed what BetterHelp provided, which was like quick access. I needed a good intake. I needed a good counselor. I needed it to happen on my schedule, and I needed it to happen in a quarantine safe, you know, COVID yeah. environment. And I'm just grateful for the service that BetterHelp provides and the really the barriers that it removes between us and great counseling. Definitely uh, try BetterHelp. Yeah, we want you to start living a healthier and happier life today. So as a friend of the show, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash keep talking. Join over a million people, including us, who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash keep talking. Okay, Edward, um, we've got a robust list of Ask AE Keep Talking questions. So let's finish out the week, a big week, a strong week, with some questions from our friends listening. Oh, I love the word robust. It, uh, it is a great word, isn't it? Tickles me every single time. <laughs> um, okay, Julie Williams, Jules Will One, wrote, what piece of advice... Uh, what's a piece of advice you often want to give people? It was very well written. I just read it poorly. What's a piece of advice you often want to give people, but you usually restrain for whatever reason from doing so? Hmm. To me, that is such a fun question and I have no answer for it right now, but I thought, okay, the fun advice. Yeah. Okay. Here's one that I have actually given recently that went over like a lead balloon, Yeah. (laughs) but that I'm like, I'm going to start giving this advice more, which was, was speaking to a group of interns at IJM. So, these people are 
smart. Yeah. They are 22. They are world changers. Get mm-hmm. an IJM internship is very hard. Yeah. And I and they were like, hey, what piece of advice would you give yourself at 22? And I was like, well, here we go. And so the advice was, none of this matters. Don't strategize <laughs> your life. Study in college what you want to study. It doesn't matter. Uh, I didn't get my matters. first real job with insurance until I was 30. And my world now has nothing to do with it. Like uh-huh, nothing uh-huh. you're doing matters. Just experience, take it all in, study what you want, quit school, do it, don't do it. None of it matters. Just take in experiences. Wow. And and you could just tell it was like, well, Whoop. my computer program won't allow me to do that. <laughs> and you have just put sand in my microchip to quote, to quote, uh, I don't remember his name, Parks and Rec. Oh, I've never heard that. Obviously, you know, my Parks and Rec yeah, yeah, sand. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but uh, that is a funny line. What about you? What would you, uh, oh man. Well, I'll tell you what, there's one piece of advice rolling in my mind about podcasting that I am not convinced is good advice. And so I've actually put it out to two other podcasters uh, to see what they say. So we may have to circle back on this because I don't want to give the advice I don't want to give until I know it's it's actual good advice. Can you give it to me and I'll just react to it? Like I'll give you my honest. Okay, what is it? When someone is a guest on your podcast, it is not their... Them being a guest on your podcast, it is not their job to bring listeners to that podcast episode. Oh, yes, that's accurate. Okay, because I I think one of the things new podcasters make a mistake about is if I get this person, if I get Jennifer Garner on my podcast, I am going to get all of Jennifer Garner's friends to listen because Jennifer Garner is going to share. And the reality is Jennifer Garner came on my podcast for my audience. Jennifer Garner didn't come on my podcast for her audience. Oh, yes. Great one. And so I think I think it's a I think people err on the side of asking a guest to share aggressively because they brought the guest on hoping to get the guest's audience. Yes. Uh and right, I think that's it, a bad podcasting mojo because you as the po- Annie F Downs as the podcaster Annie and Eddie our job here is to is to ha- make the audience on the other side happy mm. and to give them a fun show. It is and and that's my job on Annie uh, on that sounds fun is to bring a guest on that my audience I think will love and connect with. Mm. It is not my guest's job to build my podcast audience. Absolutely. Now, icing on the cake if they happen to share it. And I always just take it as like, oh, that was a nice compliment that you thought our time was valuable enough that you'd want, Mm -hmm. that it represented you well. Mm -hmm. But like when we do like a follow-up email for any guest for any show that I'm a part of, it's like no pressure to share. I'm attaching everything that we're going to post that has your face on it. That's just exactly be- what I do too. Just because I don't want you to feel weird when you see your face with my graphic yep. on it. Yep. If you have any questions, let me know. It was an honor having you. Yep. Th- the end. Look, totally. Yeah, it is not their job to promote the show, which yeah. is kind of like inside baseball-y base- podcasting, but so many people are podcasting now. It's really helpful yeah, to know. Yeah, and so my, yeah, and and- and I do the same. And I did the same. When I started, I thought, well, when Dave Barnes comes on my show, everyone who listens to Dave, he should tell them to come listen to him on my show. But if Dave did 15 interviews that day, he's not going to share all 15 because he may have different he may have different experiences on his side of those 15. What if he was having a bad day and he doesn't love the interview and and he doesn't want to share because he doesn't like how it went? I mean, there's just... Mm-hmm. 
or he just already has a share calendar of what he's sharing for his own career. Yeah. And being interviewed on my show is not one of the things he shares. Yeah. And it, I, I and so I, I don't, I get to do this thing for, for leading some other podcasters in a couple of weeks. And, and so I've been thinking about what advice I was going to give. And that's probably been the number one thing I've learned mm-hmm. is that your guest is coming on for your audience. They are not coming on to bring an audience. Totally. And the success of a podcast is about excellent content and excellent consistency. Oh, that like, l- listen, how many people think if I get Jennifer Garner, I right. will have a million downloads? Absolutely. Not. And the reality is your show gets a blip, but does not change. Does not change. Consistency over, ye- over weeks, years, and consistently having interesting now, of course, there have been probably three shows in the history of That Sounds Fun that have jumped my my listens to a new level and right. remain and then plateaued there for a while. Right. That is going to happen randomly. But the only reason it plateaus there is because the follow-up shows continue to hopefully be interesting, not because it's the guest's job to share. Uh, transparently, I had Jen Hatmaker on an early episode of The New Activist. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And... Like it, there was the spike, and it certainly lent like some listeners, but it did not like make the show. And Jen is like a behemoth; like yes. she's got so many people that followed her. But what it does is it lends credibility over time, and yes. so you realize like what the quality of that was was that you had a really good, engaging conversation with Jen. That's right about that wasn't on her speaking points. That was like two people really understanding the depth of what you're saying. And yeah. that's the thing is it's like y- there was content there and the content over time brings in yeah. the audience. And However, as the, the most person- listened to show ever was you. So oh, <laughs> well, welcome. it changed my life. I mean, part of it is that all of your audience on New Activist really connected with what you did for me, setting me up with Christian Appalachian Project. Mm-hmm. I talk about that show all the time because it changed my life. And so it's yeah. that's that's going to happen sometimes. But being on the other thing, and you've experienced this maybe as well, is being the guest on a show and then that show aggressively asking you to share makes you think, did y'all want to talk to me or did you just want my to audience? vacuum up my audience. Yeah, like totally. I thought we had a good conversation. The way you're pushing this to to me about me sharing makes me feel like, I was just a that you paid for this or something like that. Right. That this is this, and so it makes me feel like the friendship wasn't genuine when I'm the guest and get get so much push about that. And the hard and I don't part ever be- want my guest yeah. to feel that way. No, but the hard part behind that for the host and for the people yes. that are producing yes. the show is that podcasting is brutally slow and hard. Like yes. Yes. it is rarefied air that you're in with that sounds fun. It just doesn't like most podcasts never make it ever past a couple hundred people downloading it. It is slow, which is still slow, amazing. Slow. <laughs> incredibly amazing. But people are like what does it take to get a sponsor? I'm like it takes kind of like a mix of like special luck and lightning and content and and time and Mm -hmm. right. Like it is just a slow burn. And so you can see people start to go like, Oh, this was my plan for starting a business here for starting to like, no podcasting Mm -hmm. won't Mm -hmm. be that for you. It's Mm -hmm. part, one of the legs of a stool, like that's like speaking book, 
podcast or however yeah. you de- decide to design it, but podcasting in and of itself won't be the medium that propels. Yeah. It's which which I get then. People want to like have people on that have a name and I really respect that. But it's I do it's too. I like having guests just, on because that means they're working oh yeah. on something and and oh yeah. as you said, every single episode we release, we say to the guest, here's all the assets. Yeah. And 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 I think that uh, my experience as a host and a guest, that's totally appropriate and totally great. Then it's in the guests' hands what they do. Okay, listen, we are almost out of time. We're basically out of time, but I well, have to do also, one more. Also, can I just say thank you for agreeing and thank you for processing that with me because I was trying to Absolutely. figure out how to teach that to these other podcasters and you've helped me sort it out. Annie, so thank you. I love podcasting so much and love talking about podcasting. I do so too. you just text me if you have any other stuff that you want to talk about with them. I love processing, okay, processing through it. I love pod. Okay, we're, we have, we're out of time, but I want to ask a really fast one and we can each do this just lightning fast. Sure. Because- Washington Nationals, April 1st, spring opening day of baseball. Yeah, there are a lot yeah. of other teams that are playing, but who cares about them? Wow. Uh, Washington Nationals take on the New York Mets, 7 p.m. Eastern, April 1. Okay. To that end, Elizabeth Miller, email 908. Everybody follow her. I don't know why. Wow. It feel, feels like a thing to do. Like this is, it was like a joke on the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. It I'm didn't really you. work. I'm with it's E M I L L nine zero eight, and she's a great person, <laughs> and she's got an infinity scarf on in her profile picture. Oh, and so let's, let's ask the question. Let's go. In honor of spring training, she says, oh. "I'd love to hear your thoughts about baseball!" Exclamation mark. What makes it so great? What are your favorite memories aside from? And this is when I knew she was pandering, and it worked. Aside from Howie Kendrick's uh, game seven home run in the Nats' incredible World Series championship Mm. of 2019, go Mm -hmm. Nats, she Mm -hmm. says. Well, I would just like to also say here just for a second that my Atlanta Braves also open on Thursday, April 1st at 2.05 p.m. against the Philadelphia Phillies. 2.05 game, huh? Yeah. The old mid-afternoon. Yeah, Yeah. can't wait. Against the Phillies? Yeah, that's a big rivalry to kick off the season. Oh, yes, yes, yes. joke. Atlanta infuriates me. Oh, they're gonna great. they're gonna break it open this year. They're I think so... I hope they do. I think we've oh. got all the pieces in place. Our pitching oh. is lights out. Okay, speaking of lights out pitching, have you seen the Vandy guys? Yes. I mean Eddie yeah. last yeah. week against South Carolina, one of the guys had like eighteen strikeouts. Mm. The other guy, a twenty year old, did not have a perfect game because he walked the first pitcher, but he had a no hitter. I mean, the walked walk, watch, walked the first hitter, but he had a no hitter. I mean, tw- he twenty seven <laughs> batters after that did not get on base. Yeah, it is. Th- <laughs> that is the thrill of baseball. Is, that is so that's my answer. The thrill of it, baseball. That's my answer. Is it is the slowest game that is so jam packed with layers of strategy that you can either watch it just as a thing you're relaxing and you hear the soundtrack of click catch announcer right like like right. you can listen to it that way or you can realize that there are layers and it, it never stops evolving and then if you get through all the strategy then you can get into stats and the stats never stop and yeah. it's this game that you can get as deep into as you want but mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. maybe you just sit back and you enjoy and you just listen to the sounds and you love it and you can listen to it on the radio and it's almost as as appealing it's just the soundtrack somebody yeah. this i stole this from somebody it is just the soundtrack of American sports. Yeah. And I I love the soundtrack and I love the feeling, but also that 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 Vandy that that, that Vandy is doing that 
is so many layers of brilliant in strategy. It's not like he had a lucky game. It is no, 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 no. It no, is no. years in the making, and that is what gets really fun. Okay, yeah. you, you baseball. What do you like about? It? Um, I would say, I mean, watching those two pitchers, Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter, last weekend have that kind of weekend. That stuff is really fun. I, I so I'll take the higher level. Uh, as in, I don't really get into strategy, strategy, mm-hmm. and I don't really get into stats. Mm-hmm. But there is something so relaxing about just a baseball game and until it gets kind of i mean when vandy was in the world series the college world series a couple of years ago i don't know that i've felt as anxious as i felt in the ninth inning of the last game just wanting them to get three out so they won the world series so it can get where there are big feelings but right and you know you know this about my life but i don't know if our listeners do probably five years ago the vanderbilt baseball team a lot of those guys went to our church and yes. ended up being some of my dearest like like little brother kind of guys like i'm doing one of their weddings next year and yeah. i was at the engagement of another one you know like they're still very important in my life yeah that's how i know dansby from the braves is is he's one of my vandy boys and i just love him so so I have sat through a lot of baseball in Nashville in the last decade because oh, I was going I... to almost every game because I, those were my friends and guys that I was sharing life with. Yeah. And there is just something about like my body relaxes during a baseball game. Oh, Not, yes. It doesn't during a football game. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't in the same way during a soccer match. But during during baseball, I mean, I said to a friend the other week, I was like, we were trying to plan what we were doing for the weekend. I was like, all I want to do is eat a burrito and sit at a baseball game. Can yeah. we please eat a burrito, eat a yeah. burrito and sit at a baseball game? It's one of the great things of being in a college town. I mean, Florida, the Florida softball team yeah. is crazy fun to watch and Florida baseball team. So, I mean, and so you get this access to it, but there is absolutely, to your point, sitting at a game, listening to a game on the radio, watching mm-hmm. it on TV, mm-hmm. there is just a like, just power down and yeah. enjoy it. But it's not like zoning out. It's just the sound it's just the right sound yeah it's the right feeling so elizabeth and I love miller this part of the season the start the middle oh. before everything i mean they're always thinking about world series and they're always trying to win right. but the pressure is so much lower that it's like yeah. oh man let's let's just hey, do this let's just watch a baseball game the stakes aren't really i yeah. mean they're high but we're not really freaking out until after yeah. the uh, after the all-star break that's right you know and so we got and i'm like and, super here for watching i mean i wrote that sounds fun the book i wrote most of it watching baseball i mean i would watch oh, yeah. anybody play anybody in fact the less i cheer for the team the more relaxing it is because i don't care how it ends right you know the braves right. i really care how it ends vandy i always really care how it ends but you know if i'm watching a rockies game you know the rockies versus i don't know the mariners just great give me can't wait sound. to watch yeah yeah don't just care what the- how it ends mm-hmm Oh, Elizabeth Miller, good question. Go yeah, Nets. Elizabeth, way to get go us Nets. ready for the weekend. Oh, let's go. Also, just forewarning, I'm gonna I usually have the last thing that's said on this show, and there's no way it's not gonna be go Nets. So I just wanna tell you. Okay. So I, if I wanna say go Braves, I need to do that earlier. Cause then you're gonna say go Nets. You usually have the first word on the show, so yeah. technically you've already missed your chance, but if you can find a way to sure. sneak it in, I'm okay sure. with that. Sure, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, everybody go have a great weekend. Go Braves, wash your hands. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Go Nats. Nailed it.